0: Hey everyone, it's your friend Jeremy Greer. I'm here to tell you what all of the cool kids are doing, which is going to patreon.com/duckyTV and pledging some small amount of money or large amount of money to support the network. Doing this lets us create new shows and lets us keep on going with the existing ones that we have and is very much appreciated. So, if you want to do that and get some cool stuff in return, go to patreon.com/duckyTV. Hey. I'm Jeremy Greer
1: and I'm Gary Butterfield
0: and this is days of future cast the podcast where Gary and I cover every single episode of X-Men the animated series and we're back we're ostensibly in season four still I guess (laughs) it's
1: in an original air order even though like everywhere calls these the premiere of season five
0: yeah like if you if you bought the DVDs this is the beginning of the fifth volume um, and it's but if you look at the the like the intended order we're at the end of season four. So none of it makes sense. And I've kind of stopped caring at this point because none of these episodes are making a whole lot of sense or like, Mm-mm. and they tie into each other in weird ways. Like they, they do call back in some stuff. Like we, we're going to get a, and not in this episode, but in the next episode, we're going to get a whole nightcrawler episode. episode uh, well,
1: we're not going to get a nightcrawler, but this, this episode has callbacks as well.
0: Oh yeah, that is true. Yeah, that it does. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, this yeah is... We're
1: finally <laughs> like closing the loop on uh, the guy who hung out with the wild man in Borneo.
0: Finally. Um,
1: back in. Yeah. The, but I think the reason why they do that season split is because it, what it means is the fifth season of this show that we cover this this thing is going to be like six episodes. <laughs> it's like a, it's, yeah. a, it's almost nothing. So. It's it's not a
0: lot though. So. Yeah. Um, and if you just just so you guys know that are listening, uh, we usually do a feedback episode at the end of these seasons because our last season is going to be so tiny. We're going to save up all of our feedback for um, that the end of that series. So if you have questions or prompts or Thoughts about season four go ahead and get them in at days dot com slash contact I'll save them I've got a document that's that I add all of that stuff to um, but we're not gonna be start reading that stuff until after the end of x-men the animated series and uh and we'll, we'll we're gonna let you guys know we have a long time before that happens so we're gonna let you guys know what we're covering next so just kind of hang tight we're gonna we're gonna get all that stuff outlined for you so you'll, you'll know what what media to go purchase so you can watch along with the show
1: yes, yeah we talked about that uh before we recorded mm-hmm. and because we were talking about that, I didn't ask uh how you doing Jeremy.
0: I'm doing really well uh it's It's the beginning of a new year we, uh i'm my, I'm back to work unfortunately, but also fortunately we're, we're I'm really busy at my my day job, which is good. Uh, I'm not doing any more housework, which is also good. We're, we're off for a little while. Um, the only I think the next thing we'll do is like the next time we have a guest, like we'll have a project. So that's how we work mm. things.' It's like, oh, somebody's coming in to stay with us. Let's you know rebuild the shower or hang some paintings or some shit like that, so that'll be mm-hmm, that'll be mm-hmm. fun. but otherwise, I'm doing great. How about yourself? Ah. Yeah. I'm not sick.
1: Okay. Yeah. Not sick. For the, for the first
0: time since we've recorded
1: I I don't I don't feel ill.
0: Good. Good. Good.
1: Uh but you know, and then just uh I'm I'm doing uh medium
0: in general. you know,
2: Mhm.
1: Medium. Yeah, like eh well, after real
0: C minus after recording uh, 200 hours worth of podcasts about the Witcher three, like, I don't know how you can live a normal life anymore. It's just, yeah, <laughs> it's,
1: it's, it's all post-Witcher now. Um, <laughs> I, I was worried, worried about that too. But then we did the, uh, we started recording again, uh, cause of timey wimey like when we're recording, this has no relation to when episodes come out and stuff. True. Um, so the, uh, we find we finally came up for air, but there's some, some good stuff. We, we figured out, um, the second live show. Like I'm not quite ready to to announce it, but it's um you know the 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 non PRG live show and we figure out what we're doing for that. Um and, and it's that's good.
0: In Jeremy's garage. So come on yep, down exactly. everybody. <laughs> we have fallen on hard times. It's gonna be uh, um, there's gonna be a booth for WAF, a booth for Retronauts, yeah. not staffed by anybody from Retronauts.
1: <laughs> yeah, just just a, just an empty table. And, a, uh, and a, so we can <laughs> And then, and then, a a 12 piece band playing the monster of the week theme song yep. uh, mm-hmm. on a repeat in uh, <laughs> in the opposite corner when we're trying to do our talk yeah.
0: <laughs> and a well. Cajun guy selling Budan. that's going to be, <laughs> that's going to be it. <laughs> oh man. Uh, bring out um, your gambit goss players, everybody. That's what we're looking for. You, uh,
1: I will. The, uh, <laughs> um, the, uh, Man, these episodes that we're Ooh. talking about today, like, you, you, we, we're, um, we were talking about this again also past the thing. I think we're past the point where we're getting real good episodes. Yeah. I don't, like I don't think we have any. Sanctuary, I think we any- the last, like, real good ones, and I, I don't think we get any more.
0: I don't think we have any left, Gary. Like, as yeah. I'm looking through our list of, of what we have to cover, and it's some of the stuff that I've been, I've been dreading. Like, I'm going to be interested in seeing, um, like, the the Wolverine World War II stuff just because I think Captain America is going to be really weird in, in this show. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm also looking yes. to see how they end it. Like graduation day seems like it's going to be interesting, but you know, I look at things like Jubilee's fairytale theater and I just cringe. I don't, I'm not interested in this whatsoever.
1: Yeah. Like there's like, there's stuff, everything we're talking about today is not the worst of the worst. Like it's like, there's interesting things about it, but it's just like, they've run out of palatable X-Men stuff. Like things that, you know, just make sense. So part of this is like, I get, I understand what's going on in these two episodes, but only because I have the comics as a guide. Um, this is like, can you just imagine turning this on? And it's just like, who the who the fuck are these guys? Like, what is this about? I don't you know? have to
0: imagine because it happened in my house this week. <laughs> uh, I, t- I t- had this on and I don't, you know, uh, autumn listens to this show, but she doesn't actually watch mm-hmm. the episodes with me. And, uh, okay. because like, why would she, <laughs> she has so, yeah. so many other things to do in her life that are not watching cartoons from the 1990s. And, uh, but she happened to be like in the house and like running around doing stuff, uh, preparing for our business trip. And uh, I had this on and I was making notes and she just stopped and would look and she'd look at me and go like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> mm-hmm. She's like, I, I kind of know about X-Men just from being married to you and, you know, knowing some stuff about the X-Men. But none of this makes sense at all. And uh, it got yeah. even worse when she was watching the uh Next, The next episode of the podcast, the Stormfront stuff with Storm. So oh, yeah.
1: That, that is definitely from a different series. I just put the <laughs> X-Men in here. <laughs> like that, that one is about as non-X-Men as you can get. Um, this one, so the, these two episodes that we're, t- we're covering today, we're covering Phalanx Covenant Part 1 and 2, which is, uh, one, like it's, a, it's a, a comic that I read when it came out. Mm-hmm. like read the entire crossover is the first like Marvel crossover that I didn't read in trade that like I collected. So I was like going collecting fucking Excalibur issues Oh God, and stuff. I, you know, I, I was, you know, expanding my comic buying to get this trade, which is what they want. Um, it's also the thing that in the comics creates generation X, mm-hmm. like generation X band together to fight, uh, the phalanx. And then that's how they start the second school with, with Banshee as the headmaster and stuff. It's pretty cool. Um, in the, show they have to like hand wave most of that because they're not going to like introduce generation x
0: <laughs> they're not going to put a show within a show you mean <laughs> yeah
1: they're not going to show us up Jeanette. so what we get instead is this like i feel like it's just a variation on what we've had in this cartoon a bunch of times which is this alien race mm-hmm. invading to try to take the powers of all mutants because that just happened like it like we had the 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 not brood show up with cody um like <laughs> pretty recently doing a very similar plan to
0: this yeah and i mean and and like we've had this this it feels like we have tread through these waters where we have villains to our villains teaming up with our heroes to to fight off an external threat from earth and man i am just so tired of it and this one like i I like warlock as a character a lot from Hmm. you know the new mutants and stuff i like that i like that dude a lot in the comics but uh here he's just bad like i don't i don't like the animation i don't like the, the voice i don't really like anything about this dude
1: you don't get to like in the comics. You don't listen to his voice. Like this is probably yeah. what his voice is like. <laughs> it's the same voice that Jay does on the the Jay and Miles Explain the X Men uh, podcast. Like it's it's the same kind of thing.
0: Oh, is it? I I I have dropped off that podcast for.
1: Oh, I I have too. This yeah. was this was like two years ago. Oh, okay, <laughs> but they were they were getting getting to the Warlock stuff, mm-hmm. and it's this, it's it's the same voice that they use there. Um, it's extremely annoying. Like every time Warlock is talking, I, I like it's like the worst, dumbest voice. And like you read something, and you're like, okay, they they're making him sound like a robot. So he keeps saying like, you know, like I like Warlock. Warlock has always been a little like, what do you, what is this thing called love? Yeah, you know, like mm-hmm. like a little like you know robot assimilating to Earth nonsense. Like, but self friend, not understand. Like, why is there? Not peace, you know, like just like coming in and asking the star man questions that uh, are supposed to be, you know, have childlike innocence that that hold a mirror up to, you know, the, the corrupt adult world. If warleg like came out in
0: twenty eighteen, Waypoint would already have a whole article about whether or not he fucks or not. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah none of that innocence would exist.
1: Um, so he's he's very annoying in this cartoon. The biggest thing I notice is that he like we finally have like a competitor for Table Boy in the form of Warleg
0: oh man i'm so glad (laughs) (laughs) i was blown away when i saw warleg because jesus christ
1: warleg is the best like it just like the undignification of shapeshifters (laughs) in this show is a theme over these two episodes it's a big theme in the next episode too with that one with the nightcrawler callback like if you are a shapeshifter in this cartoon you get nothing
0: it would be a lot like if mystique if they made mystique transform into a real doll like it's it's just <laughs> that bad it's <laughs> that kind of removal of agency it's ridiculous And also like Come this am. whole team is full of superheroes just someone pick up forge so he can walk
1: <laughs> yeah i it it doesn't seem like maybe the super strong super agile guy uh that you have yeah uh you know that you could uh you could you could just have carry uh, them because th- this this whole episode it's not like uh uh beast is doing a whole lot like the weird, these are the least superhero episodes of the show. Like this is just nerd squad goes and does research for two episodes. <laughs> it's, like it's it really <laughs> is. nerd squad plus Warleg. like get together, and <laughs> do nerd shit for like 60 minutes.
0: And then sinister shows up and it just is, it turns out to be is the, the giantest nerd of them all. <laughs>
1: like, yeah, he's, he's the biggest nerd that there is. It's like the nerd, get our nerdiest villain to team up with our nerdiest heroes to like come up with a computer math problem that actually kills the villain.
0: This is how I uh, this is how I, I found out that uh, Mr. Sinister has a Tumblr blog where he spells his name S Y in because he's Sinister. that he's that fucking edgy man like this he's yeah. that <laughs> dorky in this thing God it's crazy it's it's
1: it's amazing we will we'll, we'll definitely get to Warlike I love Warlike and I hope that Warlike <laughs> makes a uh, a gift
0: here because like, oh yeah oh, he def- the, definitely will
1: <laughs> the, I like so we're the same age and but it might have been regional do you remember a commercial when you were growing up. Um, for seatbelts where the dad, like, decides, like, instead of giving his kid a seatbelt, he'll just hold him and he goes, click, I'll be your safety belt. (laughs) (laughs) like
2: the kids like dad i
1: gotta put my seatbelt click i'll be your he says click and he says i'll be your safety belt that's i feel like that's real weird that, that that's shapeshifters in this cartoon like just like okay i'll be your leg okay i'll be your operating table okay i'll be you know just like they're just volunteering to fill the role of inanimate objects I, uh, not
0: leg is I actually went through uh, a windshield of a car <laughs> in that exact same scenario oh. that you're describing because I, really? I was young and my grandmother was uh, holding me in the front seat because I wanted to be in the front seat so I could see everything. Someone pulled in front of us and my grandfather hit the brakes and yeah, I went straight through the windshield as a kid. And of course, Holy shit. I was a kid. So like I just bounced off basically. <laughs> I had like a scratch on my, like I still have like a scar on my back somewhere from it. But yeah, it's not. I wasn't, you know, heinously hurt or anything, but yeah, that exact same situation, I guess I didn't need the, uh, after school special on it. I was like, yeah, no, I got it. Amazing. Uh um, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You like. know, unsafe stuff in the South. It's, it's, you know,
1: it's, well, it's, that's just, I mean, I've, I've talked about it before on the, the things with my, my dad, uh, taking me and my friend to, uh, like me, me riding in the back of a truck, like down a highway. Oh yeah! Or like how he was going to take uh, me and my friend to great America, but then uh, in the back of his truck and then my friend's mom, who like de- definitely did not trust my like skis bag criminal father, uh, you know, loaned him uh, their car so their son could not sit in the back <laughs> of a pickup truck, uh, you know, for like an hour and a half down down a highway like. There's tons of tons of unsafe shit that I did. I, I've told this story. It's been a long time. But like one time my dad and uh, my friend was coming out to visit for the weekend. Like I was going to visit my dad for the weekend and my friend came along. And uh, speaking of just unsafe shit, um, I was looking in the back of a video game magazine. They used to have these old ads for Land, where they would have like NES games and their prices. Uh, and they're just black and white, super plain. It was awesome. Like super small taxes. Like, oh, that game's like $4. I got to get that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to get uh, uninvited. For the NES and I needed two extra dollars and I was like, ask my friend Eric. I'm like, you know, loan me two dollars and Eric, he's like, I'm not going to, I don't, I'm not going to loan you two dollars. I was like, loan me two dollars and I got this game. He's like, I'm not going to do that. And then my dad, who's just like listening to these two kids argue goes like, give my son two dollars. <laughs> and, and,
2: <laughs> Damn, <laughs> dad. Like,
1: you know, Eric, you know, like good, you know, good on him. Like it was like, I'm not going to do that. And then my dad goes like, loan my son two, two dollars or I'm going to hit that pole. And we're like driving down the highway and they're those little like reflector signs. Wow. And like Eric's like, Eric's like, I'm not going to do it. And then my dad did it. Like he swerved off the road, hit one of those like reflector signs, like knocked it down, like put a big dent in the front of his fucking truck.
0: Are you serious? And then
1: drove back. Yeah. Yeah. No, no joke. I've I've told that story. I can't, it might've been a while. Cause it's like, a, it's a classic. Jesus Christ. Uh, classic. That's uh, terrifying. Whitefield. Yeah, man. It's super terrifying, man. Like, well, yeah, I have an extremely abusive upbringing. I, the, the, uh, but the, I mean, the, you know, abusive, like, you know, there, there's a lot of weird shit, I guess is, is what I'm saying. But like that definitely happened. And then like that guy loaned me $2 and I bought invite.
0: <laughs> well, of course he did. Like, Cause he's fucking yeah, cause terrified he's, of he's your my, crazy my, dad. My, yeah.
1: My, my dirtbag father, was uh? Um, are yeah, you? Well, are like, you? Sorry like for Bloodlines. Yeah, I was just gonna <laughs> say that <laughs> it's a good episode for, for for the Bloodlines episode. Jesus, um, yeah. Um, that's that's yeah.
0: terrifying, man. That's not great.
1: <clears throat> yeah, it was it was not it was not, nothing nothing from from uh, that uh fifteen years or so of my life was super good. <laughs> the um, but the yeah, so the God, I can't remember how we how we uh, I got, I got sad for a second, and I could I lost my train of thought. That's okay because we um, just we probably just. Fungal sh- land.
0: Yeah, we were talking yeah, about... Would, uh, oh, Warleg.
1: Now Warleg. Again. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> there we go. That's my happy thought. <laughs> just close my eyes and just see that joke over and over. <laughs> and just, I'll be your leg. I'll be your leg. Let's, let's, uh, let's get into it. Let's do it. Um, so these episodes, uh, we're covering the Phalanx Covenant 1 and 2. Um, first episode, Rushing to Investigate the Disturbance Downtown... Uh, A disturbance downtown, the X-Men find Sabretooth on a rampage again, but realize too late that it isn't Sabretooth at all. It is the Phalanx, a voracious alien life form that can assume the guise of anything or anyone. Before long, the X-Men are all captured except for Beast, who must find a way to stop the alien horror from devouring the entire Earth.
0: Yeah, and we open on uh, Sabretooth just fucking up a calamari truck, which I've never seen a calamari he, truck in my entire life, but man, he's fucking so it gross. up. Like,
1: <laughs> Can you imagine? He, he burst out of it like Kool-Aid man. <laughs> he, he burst out of a, a calamari truck that has a giant squid on the side. And only cause I'm watching, I have these on the background. Usually when we record, um, one of the producers is named like Jim calamari.
0: Uh so this is probably so like, some sort of a, yeah, okay. Or Joseph Calabari. So <laughs> mm-hmm. it's,
1: it's probably a call back to that, but he's just doing Sabretooth shit. Like he's, the main thing Sabretooth has done in the, in the series has been like, fuck shit up downtown so the X-Men can show up as an establishing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like shot. him and Juggernaut don't really have like a whole lot of plans for how to do anything yes. in their life besides petty crimes. You
1: said him and Juggernaut, which would have been a real like different. Oh no. Okay. I thought you were talking about beast and, and you just called Jubilee Juggernaut. Um because the people who, yeah, him him, and Juggernaut just show up. I mean, this Juggernaut robs banks. Like, Sabretooth is just killing cops. He's just eating like, he some calamari. Grabs- he's just eating raw calamari. <laughs> <laughs> he of- he's all hyped up on squid, and he's going to kill some pigs. Uh, the, uh- Daddy needs his ink, bub. <laughs>
2: I don't know. If- <laughs> like,
1: it's even better to drink it, frail. Um, so they send out, the X-Men decide to send Beast and Jubilee for some reason. Uh, Jubilee who's definitely flying the 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 plane, because I love Jubilee's uh training. And Beast decides to like just gas everyone
2: yeah. and
0: sort it out later. <laughs> Which is a baller move for Beast. Like he he realizes that he's not gonna have like send Jubilee in a fight with Sabretooth, so he gasses literally everyone on the street, including the civilians. Like yep. the super terrorist move. <laughs> but I mean also yep legit like this is probably the best thing that they've ever done in this in this series i mean that's the thing too is like whenever the x-men stumble
1: upon a good plan in this cartoon you have to think why did you not do this every single other time you know because if if you had this power over saber like there was no reason to ever punch saber why let him
0: wake up like i know there's some yeah, probably weird well. moral grounds but like they're in the next scene they're going to capture and bring him back to the the x mansion with all of these you know he's going to be in this weird electric <laughs> robot looking yeah. like shackle thing why not even let him wake up? Just keep him in the gas chamber. Like if it's not going to kill him, I mean, like just let him sleep. Yeah. We're 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 going we're going to get to
1: get to some more of that at the at the end I mm-hmm. uh, hear. But they get back and like for some reason Jubilee is the smart one in these episodes cuz she's like uh hey, if Wolverine finds out Sabretooth's here, there's going to be trouble. Wolverine hates that guy. And uh Professor X is like, "Nah, it'll be fine." Uh and nobody is is really, you know, getting it. Mhm. That this is like kind of a shitty thing to do to Wolverine and that it's not gonna work because he has super fucking senses.
0: Even Xavier. Xavier's like, I can't think of a way to to tell Wolverine this without causing a big fight. And I'm like, You are literally a telepath. Yeah. <laughs> you you are. you are a professor of, you know, something, obviously. Like you have a degree in something. What the fuck is wrong with you that you can't talk to your like one of the people on your team? One of your patients.
1: Like <laughs> calming down Wolverine patients. is the reason he's here. <laughs> that is the that is what you do um so it gets her and jubilee's just like i don't know you know again jubilee being the smart one xavier's like oh we can't do anything about it let's just go leave like we leave him in just a big room uh on the ground in these restraints and then we get this close-up on sabre's eyes he's got weird tech eyes
0: Mm -hmm. and he starts analyzing this you know Apparently, this computer lab that they put him in.
1: (laughs) 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 They put him in the server room.
0: I've never been in jail, but usually there's not like keyboards and screens in in the jail cell. You know what I'm saying?
1: It's like, I don't like nobody else is in the jail. It would have been great if they would have panned over to like just juggernaut raging against a force field. (laughs) (laughs) Just like didn't uh, didn't have him there when they they. They come in, Jubilee and Storm aren't talking. They're just like, I don't know about this. They walk in on Wolverine in the kitchen. Wolverine takes a a gigantic sandwich, like like a huge, like one of those like $10 sandwiches you can buy from the deli at the grocery store, slams it into the the counter. And is just like, I can't believe this shit. I'm going to flip out and go kill Like, (laughs) It's really weird. But he's just like, he's just, he made himself a sandwich the size of an infant. Before all this happened, which I really love, like I wish his day wasn't ruined and he got to hang out with that sandwich.
0: I mean, because that's the worst when you when you spend a little bit of time doing something for yourself and then it gets ruined somehow. Like you, now he's just mm-hmm. too mad to eat. Like that's how angry yeah. this dude is, and that's a disappointment. Like you know, Gambit's gonna roll right back up behind him and grab that sandwich, and I couldn't be there when he gets back.
1: <laughs> wow well, the cats await, Gambit will play <laughs> like, There's there's a depressing lack of Gambit in in all of these episodes.
0: Did they just lose him? <laughs> did they lose he, the voice actor? Cause he did, he barely shows up in these, in the ones we're yeah, talking about today.
1: He shows up in a, in, in the crowd scene at the end of this one, but he's not really in it. And he's not wearing his coat. So that's weird. Um, I, I made a, a fancy dinner for my, my girlfriend, uh, like a month or two months ago and, uh, made enough for two, like just, you know, exactly enough for two. <laughs> no, you just made, made, made her plates. dinner and just watched her. Yeah. And just watched. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but made, made a, a bowl and then just, fucking dropped down the, on the the ground and just like ate shit like just wasted like this very very fancy like nice food oh, i made no it sucked
0: have I ever um, uh this is totally off topic but have i ever told you about the worst fight autumn and i ever gotten into mm-mm. and uh it, it involves alcohol uh but we were okay. we were hanging out the house and um i don't remember what how how it got started or anything but um she was making some sort of pasta dish and there was some sort of sauce, and there was something that she forgot to put in the sauce. And we had been we had been drinking for a little bit, and uh okay, she was just like, you know, I can't believe I forgot. That, like she was going on about it. She was going on about it, and I had apparently like not my usual steez Like I was like, fine, you know, whatever. Like we just don't even have to fucking eat it. And like it was a giant pasta bowl, not a giant pasta bowl, but one of those like bigger pasta bowls. And I just mm. kind of, I didn't throw it, but I kind of just like, I didn't set it on the counter either. Like I just like kind of. Put it on the counter, but it, like it definitely like dropped a little bit, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, "Fine, you,
1: you put it down with some force." Yeah, yeah.
0: I was like, "Fine, we don't even have to eat the yeah. fucking thing. Like, if it's that terrible, like if you forgot that whatever sauce it is." And she was like, "Well, fine, fuck it," and she just grabbed it and just. Slipped it in the middle of the kitchen. <laughs> oh man! And uh, uh, I stormed outside because I was so angry, and I was like, oh, "I'm just, I'm just gonna, like, I'm, I'm out." So I stormed outside. But you know, I, I'm not stupid, uh, so I was, you know, I'm not gonna go get mm-hmm. my car and leave or anything. So I just like sat outside for a little while, and then um, I came in, and when I walked him back into our house, I couldn't see her anywhere. So I just went to bed. <laughs> I just straight up went to <laughs> okay. sleep. I found out the next day that she, had sp- she felt bad so bad about it that she spent the next two hours cleaning. Uh, oh. thinking that i was still outside and then went to look for me and then got all mad at me again when she found me sleeping in the bed and having been asleep oh for several God. hours so yeah it was a whole thing <clears throat> yeah that's rough yeah anyway sorry that was a that yeah. was a severe tangent but yeah food food breakages yeah. are, are very precious to me i, I know yeah. how you feel <clears throat> yeah
1: yeah i was furious i I wasn't furious I, I was i i was uh just disappointed yeah but the uh it was it was a. uh, uh it sucks to waste food like that.
0: Sure. On, yeah. You know, on accident, I'm being dumb. Like that's what it comes down to. Yeah. It's like, I was a dumb exactly like And I have was, no, This have was just no...
1: me being clumsy. It yeah. was also my, my shitty apartment that has no counter space. So I like had it precariously perched because I have almost nowhere to put anything. Like it was a, it was a meal that part of it, I used the crock pot, which takes up like 60% of my available space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Wolverine goes to go like, it doesn't, you know, to his credit, it doesn't just go slit Sabretooth's throat, which you might expect. He goes to, uh, Say like hey, Xavier, I can't believe you fucked this up. It shows them in the gym, and like <laughs> for uh, rogues
0: like fitness like Jane Fonda fitness workout outfit, I think it's hilarious yeah.
1: <laughs> like doing this like weird like mechanical resistance thing, <laughs> and Xavier is doing uh like bars work like a gymnast
0: yeah he even does a flip like he flips into his wheelchair right here which yeah
1: that that is an that's an amazing scene (laughs) like i had no idea xavier was quite that like nimble
0: that's because we've (laughs) literally never seen this dude move (laughs) he's always been in the chair uh, And i don't want i don't want to sound like like ableist or, or anything right now but like isn't that dude like that dude's legs don't work don't you need like legs to get to do bar work am i am i wrong on that like yeah.
1: I, I maybe like i'm not i would i would think so for balance at the very least um wolverine comes over just punctures the hole of the wall <laughs> he's super super pissed <laughs> um i love it so much he you know he's just like because his claws like i'm going to summarily execute this person mm-hmm. charles xavier says hey he's under my protection you'll have to go through me. Like it escalates really fast.
0: It makes you think like, that we missed five episodes of Wolverine and Xavier yeah. fighting. <laughs> like this has been going on for a while.
1: Well, not least of which because like the last, this is the intended fucking order. And the last thing we had was like Wolverine being like, God, God, Charles Xavier is the most respectable man I've ever met. <laughs> That's true. Like, like, that was the last major thing we had of those two characters. And now it's like, oh, yeah, motherfucker, you want to step? I will kill you. Oh, yeah, I will shut down your brain. I will literally fry your synapses and make you, like, a vegetable for the rest of your life. Well, let's see if you can do that really quick because I'm going to make you paralyzed from the fucking neck down. Like, you know, <laughs> goodbye, Armtown, you motherfucker. Like, it's just them, like, saber-rattling uh you know and it's not like th- that would make sense if this was like a one ring situation where saber presence was a corrupting influence or something mm-hmm. you know like that that's a way you could go with this kind of invasion thing and i'm, I'm kind of surprised that the show hasn't really done that so much like there hasn't that feels like a kid's cartoon thing where like something shows up that causes everyone to fight and then like oh no it was just the ancient artifact or but we oh, did, it was the aliens influence
0: we got a little bit of that with um uh Oh, what's the what's the Egyptian mind, dude? Um, oh Shadow King, Shadow King, like what did yeah, Shadow, Shadow King kind of piss up pissed everybody everybody off in their dreams or something? So yeah, everyone yeah. like kind of rankled at one another.
1: Uh, Wolverine, yeah, I guess they, they did that a little bit.
0: Wolverine goes to confront Sabretooth and, and very quickly realizes because he has super smell for some fucking reason. <laughs> can I tell – I don't know if we've ever talked about this. I hate that Wolverine can, like, have super smell senses. I think that's so dumb. <laughs> like, I can just, just track he, Bub. I mean, what?
1: <laughs> he can he can smell a lot of stuff. He can smell it's infrared,
0: like, according to the show.
1: Yeah. <laughs> He'll just be like, yeah, there, there's lasers. I can smell them. <laughs> like, he's he smells light. Like, it, he does a lot of shit. The um, While this happened, I don't think we mentioned it. Compu Sabretooth is downloading the X Men, and shows a little montage of like videos he's downloading, and one of them is like uh, Cyclops walking around the garage. Yep. And then we get Gambit playing basketball in one of our two little Gambit scenes.
0: I do like yeah. I do like that Gambit playing basketball. I feel like that's from the that early episode where Wolverine just punctured the basketball when he yeah. didn't get a shot. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, so like, I like, I like the lack of scale for things that Wolverine gets pissed off about. <laughs> like this here, he's really justified there. He definitely was definitely not
0: definitely was not. Yeah. missed a 3 Three-pointer. If he thinks
1: he's mad as he, thinks he was mad about in that episode was like not getting the shot. And the fact that the Morlocks would have the temerity to actually call them. <laughs> like, like, these wards will actually call us on the phone. Those sc- scum sucking sewer dirt
0: bags. <laughs> like. <laughs> Marines the warlock so uh, much, I love it. Uh, yeah. Um, um, Xavier starts getting so, like this weird video call, and it turns out to be from uh, Mister Sinister, who was saying like Xavier, you have to save us. These, these things broke in and they took over everything, and they're coming after you next. And then,
2: yeah,
0: uh, which takes forever to explain because they're doing like the cut in, cut out thing, and it's, it just looks yeah. real goofy the entire time. And then we gotta get our our first appearance of what Phalanx is gonna look like these black and yellow tentacle things. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's it's in the cartoons. It's never like quite this like liquidy, like it's much more like many more right angles mm-hmm. and stuff and looks a lot cooler. Or not the cartoons, the comics rather.
0: Yeah, the, 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 the yeah. conversion to animation here just didn't work out because it, it just turns everything into like a, a weird slime monster, like a like a weird yeah. technicolor to slime monster, which is my new play on Broadway. <laughs> if you, yeah. wanna, if you <laughs> want to have
1: it, it's just it doesn't look like uh, technological the same way. Like it's glowing, you know, but it, it doesn't. And it's animated pretty well. Being like rubbery and weird, like it actually looks rubbery and weird. I'll give it that,
2: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: but it just kind of like you know, choke holds Xavier pulls him off. Cut to Beast. Beast is listening to a record that says jazz. Jazz.
2: (laughs)
0: Uh, (laughs) I would have accepted (laughs) now that's what I call jazz on vinyl, Gary. I think that would have been a good idea. This one just says jazz,
1: (laughs) big, big letters. It's like the generic. um, We used to, uh, it at a jewel osco a grocery store in my hometown they had generic liquors so you could go into their liquor dissection and buy gin and it was a white label with just big black letters that just said gin i love that and like vodka it was amazing like it was just like you know vodka <sighs> jewel brand like it looked like you had like exchanged you know war tickets or something like you had like mine script uh to to get this stuff like it was it was really incredible so it looks like he bought his jazz from the aldi's liquor store or the uh jewel osco liquor store in my hometown i think i told um, you
0: uh that on that show the gifted there was a scene where in the background where two characters yeah. are speaking to each other they just there's just a box of x mres <laughs> like and I just it, like i'm just picturing kelsey grammar as beast just loading up some <laughs> boxes for these teenagers that they're gonna send out <laughs> to fight the sentinel services and like then disappear for some reason <laughs>
1: make sure that uh they've got uh uh you know all their meals ready to eat (laughs) their x meals ready to eat come on uh Uh,
0: so yeah the this this thing this phalanx thing uh infects beast record player and like tries to get him through the headphones which is yeah the way that this thing takes over technology and everything and uh it's just it's just super weird and kind of yeah dumb to me yeah. <clears throat>
1: um so it can it can move through it's like just like again it looks just like alien slime it turns into a shitty robot that chases him um which like this is more or less what the phalanx looked like except just like less fuzzy and and liquidy you know um it chases him and tries to fight and it's he recognizes it almost immediately as like a corrupting
2: mm-hmm.
1: like thing so he he runs from it sends these tentacles from it it's kind of a cool like beast action scene you know because he's he's being super agile and getting away He barely escapes and finds out that by this point, um, the, this thing, this phalanx has already caught all the X-Men. So already we're in for a beast episode.
0: And I actually, I actually like the visual on this because we get this black and yellow. Um, I have to start dropping in black and yellow samples throughout this entire episode. Mm -hmm. I can already tell. Um, (laughs) but we get this giant like black and yellow blob and uh like all of the x men are in these weird transparent um like bubbles yeah. like they're trying to be they they they're trying to absorb the x men and it's not working for some reason and of course Wolverine is is the last one you know fighting for his life to get out of this thing.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh and he even says to to Beast like hey get out of here. Go mm-hmm. get help. You know, don't don't try to help me now. Try to help uh go get go get help. So Beast gets out of here.
0: Yeah. He uh, and he he jumps outside because he's being chased by this thing, and then like finds a little bit of a sample on this thing, of of this phalanx. And when he tries to pick it up, it uh, just starts trying to reabsorb with everything else. And then like this team of scientists come up. And these, I, I love this so much. <laughs> these, like, these definitely that, that look that like looks, aim guys, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they, it looks it's very creepy. Like the, this whole this whole scene where they kind of walk up,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: you know, on 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 them, like they're all wearing those jumpsuits and stuff. They look a little bit like aim, like they're yellow suited. Um, and he, there's a lot of like people making deductions in this episode that like <laughs> is supposed to be since it's a science smart nerd team, but like a bunch of them are dumb. This one is fine. Like he's like, Hey, there's no vehicles.
0: Yeah. And how like, did they get here so fast? Yeah. yeah
1: so I got to go. He gets into a Jeep.
0: Carrie, can we talk about how like the was Jeep like a product placement thing? Because they've been <laughs> riding around in a lot of Jeeps in these in these episodes lately.
1: They they do love Jeeps, like the X Men love Jeeps. Um, I think it's so you can see who the, like, the, chari- the character. Like, they don't have to
0: draw them inside something, which is probably way more difficult than it sounds like. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: and just so, you know, you get to you get to recognize, you know, you, you see get to see the characters. So it seems like it's a good like kids thing, kids vehicle, you know um you know vehicles for kids mm-hmm. um and yeah that's why all the power wheels were jeeps um he's driving away uh he drives past one of the phalanxes it turns out that his gas can was a little tiny warlock in disguise <laughs>
0: because um because if you're going to be a shapeshifter you can't shapeshift into anything that's animate <laughs> it has to be an inanimate yeah. object that nobody would suspect well,
1: they, they quite can like shapeshift into things that are inanimate as well like one of them his girlfriend is a warlock's girlfriend is a uh uh, waitress leader.
0: Oh, I know. Oh, um, like, there's, there, yeah. I have some severe issues with the way this thing resolves. We're going to get into them pretending to be <laughs> animate people, by the way. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but yeah, I'm just, I'm like making the joke of like, no, none of these shapeshifter people like seem to realize that they can just shapeshift into whatever they want to. It's always something weird and dumb.
1: Yeah. Like a leg. Um, the the, uh, the way he gets away. So Warlock is trying to uh, he like puts his foot on Beast's foot on the gas, you know, trying to get him to to drive faster. It's still not fast enough. Uh, he grabs Beast back and turns him into a turns into a jetpack uh, and flies away while they have this exposition dump. <laughs> Which uh, is about who Warlock is,
0: which is kind of cool. Like, I, I like the idea of some like this, this thing, just kidnapping beast via jetpack. <laughs> like, the- <laughs> yeah, just like, click, I'll be your jetpack.
1: <laughs> the, uh, he's it's and just like the, the way like Warlock's design in this, like it does not translate very well. Um, just because of the, the softness of the animation and lines like mm-hmm. his dreadlocks look really dumb on the cartoon i think oh yeah absolutely whatever his weird his weird substitute for hair is and that voice like we just like the the way he does his robot speak
2: mm-hmm. uh, does
1: not translate well so he's pretty annoying the whole time he's on screen but it makes sense because beats is very annoying as
2: well
0: i haven't i haven't uh, looked at it yet and i probably should have but uh it's, it really seems like it's the same voice actor as the uh as our idiot friend from the bishop's time imp guy like it seems oh, like maybe yeah. he's this it's the same dude just doing kind of a different voice because it's got that same cadence and rhythm to it that's just it's, it's really annoying really high and grating too, yeah. yeah
1: um so we learn about warlock and warlock says um he is the heir to the phalanx um it is a, a techno-organic uh race that decides to absorb and conquer planets um warlock however is a pacifist um but they stole his girlfriend um his, his girlfriend his life mate uh, left and crash landed on earth so uh that is why the phalanx are here and that is why warlock is here
0: i don't expect this 1990s cartoon series to be like up on you know (laughs) gender relations in Mm -hmm. 2018 or anything but they go to all of the trouble to use the word life mate and then they just gender the fuck out of these alien robots like his life mate has tits gary like they animate their her with tits and it's ridiculous
1: not only that but she doesn't get a name like she's only referred to that's right she's only referred to as warlock's girlfriend (laughs) it's like when you'll see that on twitter it'll be like successful mba uh you know person's wife does amazing thing you know and it's like uh no they they, they get names
0: yeah this uh Uh, i don't know if you follow camille Johnny, but like he he actually like tweeted at the washington post and was like hey like my wife has a name, and she's not just the inspiration. She's the co-writer of the movie. Like, maybe you could put her name yeah. in the headline, <laughs> and they did, thankfully. But it's just—it's it, yeah. still happening today. Yeah, yeah. W- w- Warlock's girlfriend, life mate.
1: They give you this flashback where it's the two of them on their like shitty planet where everything looks like this, uh, flying out like using their goo arms to steer, like essentially rob the robot from like this weird like vertical spaceship. It looks like an
0: NES accessory. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I really don't yeah. understand this either because we're like the phalanx is going to be explained as something that uh, basically removes choice from people. And like, it's just going to be, you know, it's going to be all one entity and we're no, nobody's going to, everything's going to be the same, but I'm like, well, these two motherfuckers just the Phalanx left. aren't
1: like that. And we again, none of the people are like that. Like in the phalanx. Yeah. I'd... Like it, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> um, but like the nice thing is here during this flashback, we, we see them loading, uh, life mate, and all this material into calamari trucks. <laughs> so thus why sabertooth uh you know, calamari Sure. phalanx. I like this uh, uh like know, saber-tooth calamari long, phalanx.
0: The long con of phalanx pretending to be sabretooth robbing a calamari truck. Like that's a very like alien interpret something valuable. Wow. Humans There's, love that food. <laughs> that's a, you know, sometimes they love it so much they pretend that they don't know what it is when their people are trying it for the first time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, weird, like, so first, first one of these callbacks here that's super weird is they're going to a laboratory. Beast is like, Hey, I have a lab there.
0: It's the eye clinic. It's the eye clinic from like the season one where he meets his girlfriend. Where's the blind girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah. The
1: the blind girlfriend? Nothing, nothing more said on that, but he, he maintained the lab. Um, the biggest thing here that was annoying to me was like, so they, they, in the lab, they video call the president. They're like, Hey, these phalanx are, are bad news. The president says, Uh, like, okay, uh, you know, I will, I'll be there to save you too. Uh and then Warlock in this like, you know, Sherlock move is like, why did he say you too? There's only one of us. You did not mention me. It's a video phone.
0: <laughs> you were behind Beast's shoulder, Warlock. Yeah, The like, entire he's, he's
1: clearly, time <laughs> clearly vi- like visible from the video screen. Like, he's right there.
0: Yeah, you haven't like, gone through the, uh, whatever that thing that, that they go through where they're not visible onto, like, electronic forms of media anymore. Yeah, um, yeah, like,
1: the, like, yeah, the the, the Siege Parallel. Yeah, whatever.
0: you haven't gone through the Siege Parallel. like, they can fucking see you right now.
1: <laughs> there's a part, not only that, but there's a part where Warlock, his eyes turn into, like, binoculars that, like, get between Beast and the President <laughs> from off camera, like, <laughs> Like he's very clearly there. So at the end when he's just like, you know, does again this like dumb deduction thing, like "Mm, the president said this. Um, Why would he know there are two of us? Uh, He knew there are two of us because you're there. I mean, they're right. Like he's right that the president has been assimilated, but he he, not for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. Like they didn't put in the work. Um, it's extremely tough.
0: and you skipped over like a good four minutes of beast talking about assimilation of different organic materials it looks like someone oh just God. got a thesaurus and just went to the five syllable section and just went yeah. fucking crazy
1: astonishing assimilation occurs rapidly in metallic substances but more slowly in non-metals living tissues are also assimilated quickly yet mutant tissue seems somehow immune does this assimilation occur independent of conscious thought
0: oh no self-friend hank as with the phalanx,
1: every part it, itself... So the, the, the takeaway here is that they can absorb inorganic matter very easily. They can absorb humans, but mutants take a while. The end. But, but Beast, it takes forever for Beast to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, since, uh,
0: since Beast can't get in touch with the president, or since the president has been compromised, he decides to call the next best person, the which
1: is best. Forge. <laughs> next best president, <laughs> which is Forge, which made me think... Cool. This is going to be an X Factor crossover. Hell yeah. I Whereas, was excited. Like, Beast, yeah, me too. Like Beast is a guest star with X Factor, like doing superhero stuff. That's not what we get. Nope. Um I, I also, man, the fact that he calls Forge from his backpack like <laughs> yeah. communicator. And why did he have to go to that lab? Like you could call the president from anywhere.
0: Well, I don't, like, uh, we we kind of skipped over that too, but like as he's leaving the uh, X mansion, like he doesn't bother to get any kind of weapons or anything. He just gets his science backpack. Yeah, he has a <laughs> science
1: backpack. It. Um, he calls Forge. He's smart enough to say like, "Hey, well, you know if Forge is real," and he says, "I will in person." So like, okay, we have to risk it. Um, they decide to meet at this fucking diner.
0: Yeah, just chilling like, in a diner, like in full outfits.
1: Yeah, like what? It, what is this? Like, and and also in here we realize um, we get our cutaway to the actual phalanx uh, here, which are creating something called the spire, which is them taking over the Empire State Building mm-hmm. uh, to make more phalanxes. Um, this is real creepy. Like the phalanxes now look like weird worm trees. Like there's a tree phalanx with tons of faces on it. Yeah that's like pretty weird and spooky.
0: I'll actually, I kind of dig this. Like this seems like some of yeah. the spookiest stuff the, the show has ever done. Like these faces oh, yeah. are very, very creepy. Like this is, this is very HR Geiger via yes. <laughs> Saturday morning cartoons.
1: <laughs> and this, and this is where we learn, um, you know, this is where we first see Cameron Hodge, um, is the guy. And this is, this is true to the comics. Like he got resurrected by the phalanx in the, uh, in the comics. But here it's like, he didn't really die during the geno shark. He just disappeared for a long time and came back as a weird phalanx worm.
0: Oh boy! <laughs>
1: yeah, um, and he means he's like nothing to the people in the com- cartoon. Like he's—it was a big deal when he showed up in the comics. Like he was a major antagonist mm-hmm. in the cartoon. He hasn't shown up since season one, and even then, like he was kind of a non sequitur. He talked to that little like Lord Fauntleroy yeah uh, like, the leader or whatever
0: and i'm I'm glad we got some some like you said at the beginning of the episode like i'm glad we got some c- conclusion to this i guess like i, I didn't i didn't need <laughs> we just this get at the all first and last step yeah <laughs> the, uh,
1: <laughs> the first step is that they uh he runs nosha the last step is that now he is a half machine half man hybrid monster
0: i guess we did get step um, two because don't we see like him and uh what's his name trask in like that brazilian hut oh. when they, with more where they're is arguing that, over who's Tra- gonna cook the fish <laughs>
1: Is that Trask and Hodge, or is that Trask and uh, uh, the other guy? I, mean, yeah, I think it is Trask and Hodge.
0: Yeah, you know? it's somebody like, associated with the sentence. I Sentinals. caught it! You'll clean it! <laughs> exactly. It says a lot about these episodes that it reminds us of better episodes of this series. <laughs> totally. Um,
1: so they go to this diner, they go to Sid's Grill to meet uh the 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 rest of the x factor Mm -hmm. uh there and Forge, you know does not bring everybody but there's a mysterious character who leaves on his way out when they come in who is very clearly mr sinister
0: oh yeah absolutely
1: Uh, like mr sinister is there Already, um, the wait the waitress is just straight up giving Quicksilver and Forge coffee like like
0: their people. Well, I mean, this has got to be their regular <laughs> spot, right? Like, a <laughs> <Yeah, like, laughs> hey, beast called us. Let's go to Sids and get a, and, and get a cuppa, like right? Like this is what they're doing. <laughs> this is what they this is what they always do.
1: Uh, so they so, so they're sitting there. They, they kind of just like do nerd talk. Like they plan for a little while.
0: Mm-hmm. None of it is none of it is very good or interesting. But of course, the Phalanx shows up and just immediately assimilates or absorbs uh forge's leg just like immediately just takes it away from (laughs)
1: because they they, they show up they show up as a crowd first so like they're a crowd of like zombie people essentially Mm -hmm. and then the waitress turns up like the 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 one who turns up to absorb uh forge's leg is the life mate oh yeah 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 that's right now under control of the the phalanx and is now the waitress mate and takes forge's leg uh so they you know turn into a big monster like they're going to chase them out the crowd of phalanxes burst in beast does carry forge for a while uh until eventually they uh you know we get warleg so like, this great se- befo- sequence be- before
0: we get really into warleg though like when they're leaving this diner beast saves the day by throwing a grenade in it behind it <laughs>
1: <laughs> grenade into the diner
0: it's one of my like Killing all these people who have been assimilated beast superpower is just throwing grenades at things behind him as he leaves through a <laughs> hole in the wall like, that's what he's doing during these episodes and yeah and forge does uh, this whole thing of like i don't have a leg leave me behind and they're like no you're super smart <laughs> we have to have like, you
1: well and also like we're we're also superheroes we're not gonna do that quicksilver's like i'll go get the van <laughs> runs it just, like, I'm the fastest man alive. Let me go get the Ford. <laughs> yeah. So, so he runs to go get the van. The van is, of course, a phalanx, uh, which, which means Quicksilver gets absorbed uh, instantly, which is important. Uh, Mr. Sinister shows up since he was in disguise and gives his, like, weird bio ship to have them uh, uh, get picked up.
2: Yeah.
0: And this is where we see the the actual Spire and the Warlock starts explaining, like, oh, yeah, they're going to use this to transmit to... <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's a part when, uh, God, I have it on in the background, About 18 minutes into the file. I have, uh, Warleg while he's still in leg mode, sticks his head out of Forge's oh, leg yeah. and the three of them Absolutely. have a conversation <laughs> with his like, head sticking out of Forge's leg. <laughs> like, oh it's real good and and like imagine like can you stay still while that was happening like imagine imagine a face like came out of your leg jeremy even if you know and just like started talking to somebody else do you think you like what do you do during that conversation i would, that f- I would hit conversation. it, I would hit it immediately
0: like it would be like if i stepped in a like an ant bed like i would just be yeah. smacking my leg constantly because <laughs> ah, ah, ah. you know it has to itch right like oh, i don't <laughs> it has to be crazy itchy in there Ugh. yeah this whole thing's yeah. like just completely <laughs> just squeaks me <laughs> yeah. out i don't like it at all
1: yeah, the idea of war- war leg and Warlock and War Suit and him just kind of forming. Because, like, in the comics, when he hung out with Doug Ramsey, he became, like, a backpack and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like, at some point, they had, like, a weird mecha suit from time to time. But for the most part, he was just kind of an accessory. He didn't, you know, purely coat one of his self-friends or become the limb for one of his self-friend's self limbs. Um it's extremely weird. And somehow, like, the only sensible one here is Mr. Sinister, who's like, we got to actually go. Yeah, we, like, we need to now.
0: leave, please. Let's,
1: yeah. <laughs> like, there are, there are phalanxes about stop expositioning for once in your life. Um, so they get, get on, uh, you know, Mr. Sinister's gross spaceship
2: yeah what is um,
0: what is what is up with this thing like is this a is this like... comic book canon because i don't remember him having like a whole like tree ship because that's what this feels like on the inside is he's just yeah let some trees overgrow or something it's
1: full of science slime <laughs> um i don't i don't like, i don't actually uh know if that's i remember i seeing something kind of like this uh you know mm-hmm. in in the comics um warlock builds a, a leg leg for for ford so he can have autonomy and not have to serve Anymore. And on the way out they see the Empire State Building.
0: hmm And uh, that's where they explain where a, what what all the know, spire is and all of that stuff.
1: Yeah. You know. Uh Oof. and yeah, and a bunch of people look up at the Empire State Building, they've already been turned, like. Shit's kinda bad. Uh and then we go into into episode two here. Snatched from the jaws of the phalanx by the villainous Mr. Sinister, Beast and Forge search for allies to help them battle the alien threat, gathering assistance from such unlikely sources as Magneto and Sinister himself. I don't know if Sinister searching for an ally makes <laughs> Sinister unlikely. Um, they embark upon a daring and risky plan to free the planet from the clutches of the phalanx by traveling straight into the belly of the beast. Um, kinda. Sure. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, so, yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: Um, um, boy, this is a bunch of science team, huh
1: <laughs> yeah this is this is the nerd like this is so fucking nerdy man like we get nobody gets to do any cool superhero stuff during this episode, and like you'd think that would be a cool idea because you know it 's important to be smart as well as strong um let 's ignore the fact that like beast is strong and mostly fights things by tossing grenades at them, but like <laughs> <laughs> the, the, um, it ended up making for a not great episode of this cartoon Cause the, um, for the
0: first like three or four minutes, they, they were just like talking about absorption rates and you know, yeah. what <laughs> like, how the stuff yeah. is going to interact differently. And then they decide to go to Muir Island, which is the exciting part, which I've never said before in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> this, is,
1: this episode is uh gives you course credit. Like if you watch it like mm-hmm. you get course credit in science, like this counts as science 90 at a community college. Um, so the, the decided, beast can't raise anybody, which is the scary part. Like, oh, the phalanx is like literally everywhere.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, we cut back to the phalanx for a little while and we get Cameron Hodge as his, his weird snake form. Um, and he's you know just taunting beast. This is where we find out that it's Cameron Hodge, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he kind of explains a little bit of the phalanx's plan here. Like he explains more of it later, but I think he gives a little bit of it here. Yeah.
0: yeah. And he just basically, he's talking to Wolverine, and because Wolverine's all trapped up in this, and it's like, oh, you have the healing power. So, you know, you're going to be vital in our yeah. studies, which is like X Men villain shit 101. Like, Cameron, That's... you should have already known this. <laughs> like, if you're going to fuck well, there... with the X Men.
1: It's such a weird uh, trope of this cartoon because, like, Wolverine's healing blood ends up being the MacGuffin for, like, a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are a lot of mutants that heal really fast. Yeah. Like, there are a lot of superheroes that heal really fast. Like, that happens quite a bit um
2: it comes up in in the
0: fucking gifted dude like this came up as a plot point like we got this we got this from somebody who heals real fast like without naming a name because of legal rights and i'm like okay oh
1: you oh you mean saber deadpool (laughs) (laughs) wolverine captain america thor hulk uh you know like literally every avenger pretty much except for hawkeye like um so they, they go to I'm just noticing this like I'm again I I put these on a mute in the background I didn't make note of this I wish I had they go to Muir Island Muir Island has four helipads
0: oh yeah it's got like a whole <laughs> thing because all the all <laughs> Muir Island is is a place for the X Men to go to like it's like a destination yeah. vacation
1: and if, if they don't if they don't want it if they all want to take separate helicopters they can
0: sure because <laughs> I mean it's if if uh, if Xavier is out of cars one year right like he's gonna give away way, way a helicopter
1: yeah, everyone gets a Christmas bonus um of like a, of a of a, a car helicopter and just like the idea of Muir island being able to have to have four separate helicopters laying there at once like they all have huge h's on it oh yeah it's very funny it's the 4-h club
0: it's the 4-h club (laughs) that's what Muir island is absolutely
2: yeah
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, um, beast runs into uh amelia um who we met way back in the asteroid m episode where uh yeah and it was xavier's former lover slash fiance and now she's interning at Muir Island, which seems yes. like a downgrade from Supervillain to hang out on yep. the asteroid. She just hangs out <laughs> at Muir Island where nobody takes off their costume.
1: Um I don't know why she's here. Like, I don't, <laughs> don't know what plot purpose she either. serves in this. Like at one point she has to turn into gas to go under a door, but surely like a grenade would handle that.
0: The only thing I can think um, of is because she's going to eventually lead them to Magneto, right? Like and that's I guess yeah. that's her only purpose is to uh you know. To take, that, figure out where Magneto is because they're going to need Magneto for all of these crazy plans.
1: And that, but I mean, they, they could have handled that in any way possible. Oh yeah, you didn't like need that to bring in Amelia like, and
0: you could have literally just ways. you could have done this with Lorna Dane, right? Like, I think Lorna yeah, yeah, Dane yeah. would have been a perfect stand-in right here. It
1: and, and has been like on Muir Island. Yeah, she's such an intern that they literally like, okay, we're going to need an analysis on this, and Beast hands her like a set of beakers. <laughs> Like, Just like gives her a job, like it is like really undignified. And I love one of the things I love about this se- sequence is Banshee just like not having anything to do.
0: Oh, yeah, he's just roaming around, like he's he's just like, you know, how um, the, the first time anybody has been on like a like a an, on video, they don't know what to do with their hands, like that's Banshee throughout yes. this entire thing, he just has no clue. Go,
1: go, go boil some water, Banshee, <laughs> yeah, like. make
0: sure we have warm towels, <laughs>
1: yeah, <like>. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's. But again, they're just, again, they're just kind of testing, like they're, they're, they're testing and talking. Essentially, they come up with their plan here, which is to create a virus that will fuck over the Phalanx Covenant if they can trick them into absorbing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they actually have to trick them into doing it. And that's kind of where they end up because a bird comes and lands on their jet and <laughs> absorbs their jet.
0: <laughs> sinister's jet to be specific. Yeah.
1: Sinister, sinister's jet becomes, it becomes a Phalanx bird jet mm-hmm. and the, they, they get attacked.
0: Yeah. There. Which is um, which is fine, um, because like that's, you know, that's kind of what this is. But th- it doesn't matter because they just run to Moira's plane <laughs> Like Moira's like, oh, I've got one of yeah. these over here. Don't worry about it. Also, what is happening yeah. with this plane transformation sequence, by the way? Oh,
1: man, I don't know. It's a weird dinosaur mm-hmm. thing like it and, and then turns into a gigantic mega phalanx um, here. They're all shooting it. Nothing's happening. Um, science crew leaves Moira, McTaggart and Banshee there. Oh, yeah. Like they they don't come. Like they they get chased in, they do this this fight. It's you know, nothing really happens, and they're just like, okay, get absorbed. If we're successful, everything will be fine. If not, welcome to the phalanx. <laughs> you know, like there's there's no reason why they wouldn't take them with. Like it is really really dumb.
0: The only good part about this is we get uh, Banshee's great scream. It's not it's not quite as mixed loud in the audio as it was when we first meet Banshee. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's definitely ooh ooh. It's 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 in yeah. there.
1: Yep, and it doesn't it doesn't do anything to the phalanx because the phalanx are. Or somehow? You know, oh, I guess Moria comes with them. Banshee, Banshee stays.
0: They're, um, they're, uh, um, Phalanx is immune to sound. It's <laughs> not. It doesn't work. <laughs> phalanx turned yeah. off its microphone uh <laughs> yep. moira tries to leave with him but uh gets oh, yeah. gets caught up she gets, when, when she when banshee gets caught up she she yeah, goes she, and then sinister is just like fuck you get out to get the fuck out of here we gotta so go
1: yeah. <laughs> you idiots um you know it probably doesn't feel great to be assimilated like if we like itches like your whole body would itch if you were assimilated
0: can we uh um, can we talk about when this dude busts into the hangar when he says resistance oh, yeah. is futile
1: yeah i mean it's real on the nose <laughs>
0: is it oh, like that man. in the comics too? Cause it's been, I've I read some of this family stuff way, way, way back when, but I, I mean like I, it's like, they don't lean so far into the Borg stuff in the comics. Do they?
1: No, they were, de- it's definitely inspired by the Borg. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, the way that they're supposed to look, the kind of busy circuitry look is inspired by their ships and stuff, but I don't, and they are assimilating, but I don't think it is quite as on the nose in the comics. Yeah. Um, it's been a long time since I've read it though. Watching these did make me want to reread it, which is weird. I was like, I, I read that. I, I could stand to read that again.
0: You're just in a terrible X-Men media mode. Though. I, I'm in an
1: X-Men fugue state.
0: Like it is. Like I got
1: a kind of bad case of the, the, the X-Mans. Um, can we can we talk for a second? So so Amelia's like, I know somebody who can help. Mm-hmm. Can we talk for a second about like Magneto's fucking fortress of solitude? I love He has this. in the middle of the Antarctic. I fucking
0: like. love this. This entire <laughs> thing where he's just hanging out. I love that uh, his whole outfit. Like he's bearded Magneto, and we are we already know that mm-hmm. I am extremely attracted to bearded Magneto. We've covered mm-hmm. that before, but his whole outfit is just bright red until he puts the cloak on, and the cloak is what like gives him all of the purple accents. I love that shit. That is yeah. great. But just,
1: he's just casual Magneto sitting in like this chamber with a picture of the globe and all these maps around. <laughs> not planning anything though. Just
2: sulking. I'm, just
1: looking I, at what he can't have. <laughs> man, if you look at the first panning shot where they show him, he has a sword on the ground. <laughs> What's my doing with that sword? (laughs) Anything he fucking wants to, Gary.
0: It's (laughs) a sword in (laughs) society.
1: It's like he was like he was like contemplating slitting his own throat with it or something before they came in. Yeah, like I think that was a Um, shot used from something else, and they decided to turn it into Magneto. Um, He's very sad. Also put on like conservatively sixty pounds of muscle.
0: My dude is Uh, working out. (laughs) Like he he is. He's in jail. Like this is self-imposed jail where all he's doing is just working out and sulking about what he can't have, which was asteroid M. He basically just says like, ever since I've got asteroid M blown taken away from me, I don't want to do anything anymore.
1: I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to live anymore because my gigantic name asteroid died so i'm going to build another asteroid on earth in the middle of the antarctic and hang out with my sword and my muscles and (laughs) just sulk for eternity it's it's very funny and very like but he's super mad because uh sinister's there and last we knew sinister uh of course you know tricked him into working for apocalypse uh, part of yeah Yeah. part of tricking him into uh thinking he could bring his wife back Mm -hmm. so he's very depressed b says like hey your wife might be you know that that might be true but what about your son they've got Quicksilver, uh, you know, and presumably somebody, your other daughter, (laughs) what what (laughs) What about Scarlet Witch, everybody? Do we not have the
0: rights to that anymore?
1: (laughs) Oh, we we didn't, we didn't check in about her, but I, presumably they have the rest of X factor. So probably
0: I got to gift this, uh, transformation scene, by the way, when he lifts the cloak up, yeah, yeah, that's that's legit.
1: Yeah, that's great. Um, so he's like, he's on the team and like, once you have Magneto on the team, things are going to go well. Um, they show they they go to this. Uh, is this supposed to be Muir Island?
0: I I don't know because do they... they flew to the Arctic and like this looks like everyone's dressed for the cold. So I don't know where the fuck this is supposed to be.
1: But the the gr- grass is green. And stuff like, and, yeah. and Amelia Voigt was in the Antarctic and just had her arms crossed. <laughs> I so mean, that was, what was protecting her from the cold.
0: <laughs> the so, wind wasn't yeah. blowing, Gary. Come on, the it wind like, chill is not a factor.
1: Yeah, the wind chill it's only it's only zero, but.
0: So the, I, um, I have a question because this is the first time that we see Phalanx pretending to be humans, just running around. Like, why yeah. are you doing this? <laughs> why are you pretending <laughs> to be a cop walking around <laughs> the streets? <laughs> what, what is the purpose of pretending <laughs> I, to be fishermen? <laughs> like, <I>
2: what? Don't <laughs>
0: It doesn't. It, that's what they
1: want to have. It, it's all started with the calamari thing, Jeremy. Like when they say they want to have everyone have the be the same, that's what they mean. Everyone be involved in the production, packaging, and consumption of fish.
0: <laughs> revitalize coastal fishing. We're gonna bring yeah. money back into the coast.
1: <laughs> like, it's, it's pretty much what it is. It's it's the, the Phalanx origin. We actually, if you watch that episode where Wolverine goes and does chores in Alaska, one of those fish has a tiny little glint in his eye. Uh, that was the beginning uh, of the Phalanx uh, invasion.
0: Uh, that glint, um, in, the glint in the eye, wasn't added so much later when they released it on DVD. By the way, it was a retcon.
1: Yeah. It, it, it's like a, it's a George Lucas esque exactly.
2: like Yeah, this is remake. this is
0: the equivalent of uh, the the fat slug Boba, Fett, not Boba Fett. Uh, yeah, walking around. I don't with, I don't know if you've yeah, seen it, the, those versions. By the way, it's fucking terrible. The
1: oh yeah, I did. Like I was back, you know, it's it far be it, you know, from people to believe this, but there was a time where I was like pretty excited for those. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, cause I, I did never loved the original trilogy and like kind of my lukewarmness on it <laughs> uh, comes from watching them as an adult. But like, as a kid, I liked them. And then when they did those remakes, I was like, Oh, I want to go see those in the theater. That's cool. And all my friends were real into it. So I had some like secondhand excitement
2: mm-hmm.
1: and went and saw them and they're just like worse versions. And then I went and saw the first prequel in the theater. I, I saw all the prequels in the theater. Like, cause I just had people around me who were excited about it, but I just, I never liked them. Like, I was just like, uh, I don't think this is very good, but everyone, you know, it's hard when everyone's just like, let's go see this thing. No, I'm not going to go see the thing, you know? Um, so I saw six star Wars, seven star Wars <laughs> just, movies in the theater. You, like, you did
0: your time. Um, is what you're saying. I,
1: I did my time, man. People think that I don't like that show because I haven't seen it or I don't, you know, I'm not paying attention, but I put in my time. um, to, to disguise himself as a fisherman, Manito wears Warlock. <laughs> warlock. We got a war suit going. <laughs> yeah, he, he becomes the war suit, and it also has him stick out his head and talk again, which, again, has to just be the weirdest fucking thing, man. Like, if your shirt just forms a second head and it's just like, hey, man, what up?
0: I know having uh, um, two heads on one body is not like the most original thing in the world, but all I could think of during this scene is how much I wanted this to be the the two guys from the Adventure Brothers that are on the, oh, the evil yeah, council. Yeah, yeah like it, it, gives, it gives that same kind of vibe to it. Um, They're there to, like, use Magneto's magnetic powers to capture a sample, uh, an actual sample of Phalanx, so that... Because, basically, they haven't really been able to capture one. They've only been able to do models and tests to see if this virus works. And they can only make, like, six doses of the virus for some plot reason that I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And also, for some reason, uh, Warlock won't count as something (laughs) they can use as a sample. The Phalanx guy that they hang out with doesn't count. (laughs) And I don't know if they actually explain that.
0: They don't at all. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I, don't I guess maybe it has to be connected to the home office somehow. I don't.
1: I, I, yeah, it's it's not it's not a different network.
0: Yeah, you know, I guess so. Like yeah, that. it's one dot two one six eight dot two instead of one dot two one six eight dot one.
1: So, so they, they put it. They put them in like a little little magnetosphere, which turns into Cameron Hodge's mini head like a mad ball. Yeah, I don't understand <laughs> oh how God. this works. <laughs> like,
0: like this, this is sounds so terrible.
1: But one of the things I like about this episode is Cameron Hodge, like, is actually like a pretty fun villain in this. Like he's teasing them. He's like, he's not quite like mojo level, but he's like making jokes and kind of teasing them. And essentially like, you know, has a sense of humor about it, mm-hmm. Uh which is, which is real in line with the comics where like in the comics, he, you know, betrayed Warring Worthington and betrayed X Factor and stuff and was just kind of shitty. But then as he got more and more inhuman, like at one point he gets his head cut off and it's like kept alive by a robot body. And then he gets taken over by the phalanx. And as that happens, he gets more and more cynical and like, uh, like Joker, like almost Yeah, like, you know, like, uh, more, more nihilistic. And it, this, this follows that pretty well.
2: I
0: just, I decided to turn this on in the background too, so I can kind of keep up mm-hmm. with you as we're looking at notes as well. And, uh, boy, is this scene for taking forever. Like Cameron is just it's going on is- for a while. <laughs>
1: It's it's the science squad, man. Like once you get the science squad, it's all this talking action. In these uh, <laughs> these episodes. The,
0: the conclusion of all this is that they administer this virus thing to uh, the Cameron Hodge face, and it just turns into like a piece of wall. Like that's it, and everybody's yes. really excited about this because apparently they yeah. have invented something that's going to turn everything back to normal. Like, which is the best yeah. thing to invent if you can invent something.
1: <laughs> yeah, they invented a wall. So after that, it was like no, no longer holding up their ceilings manually.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. They, they show up and then we cut away to like Hodge worm uh, talking and here's where we get Gambit there's like a pretty cool scene of like Gambit fully phalanx coming up with his like trench coat and shit um, and Cameron Hodge absorbing his power and like throwing a playing card
0: I like that they've absorbed his power and his passion for uh, playing cards <laughs> like they're not gonna <laughs> <laughs> could throw anything could literally <laughs> it could be anything in there but he's just throwing <laughs> cards at Gambit which is also very funny hmm <laughs> uh, uh. <clears throat> but yeah we get we well, basically get the whole, they absorb. the whole explanation of um oh they've used wolverine's tissue for you know healing or something and that's how they're going to absorb all of mutants and they're going to start with xavier because he's a telepath and he can you know <clears throat> do xavier stuff to let everything else go faster like that's yeah, this whole plot. make
1: everyone submit to their will mm-hmm. uh, so they, they plan out their assault um sinister forge and amelia teleport in with guns uh and just start you know Ruckin, you know like like ford sets up a, a, a force field and stuff but they're there to kind of do this this assault um to save people
0: i actually kind of dig this like as a as plans mm-hmm. go like as an x-men team plan like and i we realized we're, we're barely have any x-men on the frame right now but yeah. as an x-men team plan like breaking up into two teams saving specific members so that they can like they specifically go for Lorna Dane and Jean Grey, knowing that their power is going to be useful as uh, for, for defending them yes. while they break out their Cyclopses and um, somebody else for like to use as offense. And I think that's actually like a really smart plan. Like it's really well done. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, like Lor- Lor- Lorna, uh, 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 Laura, Lorna, Lorna Dane. Mm-hmm. Is it Dane? That's right.
0: Yeah, Lorna Dane. Mm-hmm.
1: okay for some reason i was getting laura dern i got trying to say laura dern which is incredibly uh, different um it is it is very smart like she's got magnet powers she should be able to uh to win Lorna dern their, would be a great um,
0: lorna dane by the way that we'll never oh, see that yeah. happen that,
1: <clears throat> that's actually that's very good casting
0: mm-hmm.
1: um they'll, they'll never make another adult x-men and like they they are sour on that I like i like the kid x-men but i would like to also see like them show up as like statesmen yeah like they should do kid x-men but not the same characters you know do do the kids and then have the adults be there so like you have laura dern as lorna dane Mm -hmm. uh, like teaching a class or something
2: the
0: current chick playing lorna dane in that show is 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 all right like i'm not i'm not as um into that as um uh the the jay and miles group is but yeah they like Mm. it's 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 okay and like that chick does a really good job so yeah
1: i will watch at some point yeah um the uh uh Team free Cyclops Cyclops immediately tries to blast <laughs> off Sinister's head. I love it. He, <laughs> this is a
0: good reaction. During
1: these, five, <laughs> during these five episodes, Cyclops is extremely Cyclops. Like he's very on brand. Oh yeah. Himself, Absolutely. It's a, uh, it's big Cyclops. Like he, he, uh, you know, immediately and just starts yelling. And no matter how many times they tell him, like no Sinister helped us here. He still is like furious. Like that scumbag, you know, he's just like, yeah, like that piece of trash. Like he's just, you know, which of course he, Of course he is. He keeps breaking up his marriage. I was
0: about to say, he's only had two weddings and Sinister fucked both of them up.
2: Yeah.
1: 100% of his wedding.
0: Um, But our team B, uh, which is uh, Magneto beast and warlock uh are kind of mm-hmm. they sneak into the core they don't sneak in but they just blast themselves into the core using yeah Magnus. magneto,
1: magneto yeah. turns his his energy into a drill
0: yep because that's <laughs> how drill magnets work magnetic energy. Yep. <laughs> um but this whole thing is is a is a feint to and they let uh they let uh phalanx kind of like break into their energy shield and so they can so warlock can pretend to leave so that he can be reabsorbed and of course warlock is carrying Ooh. the virus
1: but that's the thing is that it wasn't just absorbing warlock it's warlock breaks open a canister that sprays energy on the the tower Yeah also that so it's like but they could have just done that at any point <laughs> like the whole they went through all this stuff about him having to sacrifice himself He's had to sacrifice shit he just opens up a canister
0: in his stomach by the way like I think that's yeah, the he... best thing he just kept this canister in <laughs> his stomach in
1: his, in his stomach pouch in his in his belly room in his, his vor, vor pouch um and does it and like he's fine like he he wakes up he's okay it just like they just had this grenade they could have thrown at the building at any time and like Beast knows how to do that.
2: Yeah. I don't, it's, like it's, it's, it's
1: superpower. It's extreme. it's extreme. Like it is a good plan, except for the fact that they spend all this time talking about what they're going to do and then don't have to do it.
0: This um you know, it, when they showed this this whole thing, the only thing I can imagine the, the justification for that is they have to do it at the core or whatever, like maybe that was like yeah. the central whatever. But um after they they show the Empire State Building like turn from Phalanx mode to Empire State Building mode, and then they just show like some people in the street walking around with briefcases that are all phalanx stuff. Mm-hmm. Again, Gary why? What are they what, doing? What is Phalanx Civilian going with where yeah, is he going with well, that briefcase? Because <laughs> we,
1: we kind of glossed over it, but like one of the unending exposition scenes in this has Cameron Hodge explaining their goal. And the thing is, they want to wipe out diversity. Like human experience is too diverse because of genetic, you know, uh diversity, like people end up all different. And we want to make everyone the same so there's no more no more problems. Um and Cameron Hodge is okay with that for some reason. Uh but I guess, like, life with no problems is everyone just kind of walking aimlessly as their jobs.
0: I guess, like, what what a great utopia that I still have to walk to work. What a great utopia (laughs) that I still have
2: to work.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you still have to wear clothes. Like, you still have to do everything. It's very, like, it's very strange. Um, They get it, you know, Warlock reunites with his life mate, uh, who is fine. Everything is fine. Mm -hmm. Um, They show the crowd reconvening. Gambit lost his coat. Yep. I don't know if you noticed that, but like, for some reason, like Phalanx kept that, like, like we're taking this back into space. Like this, this shit's cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, Um, We've never seen trench coats before. This is legit. (laughs)
1: Um, and Xavier's like, Oh, we all came together to face a threat bigger than ourselves. Uh, Magneto's like, Nope. Everyone acted out of self-preservation. Sinister's a piece of shit. Like Magneto is right. As always. Uh, during this
0: oh yeah absolutely yeah. and sinister does he just leaves he just jets out uh, right before cyclops starts looking around and going like where the fuck is sinister i'm gonna kill him
1: yeah <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna blast him in the face he runs behind a building
0: <laughs> No, <know>. the exit <laughs> scene from here is so great it makes it cracks me up so much he just, just turns two, around and jets
1: <laughs> two seconds of like him over cyclops shoulder like dashing into an alley <laughs> he's gonna put back on his weird like uh you know vampire the masquerade disguise costume
0: it's really good and um, I, like why does gene stop him like Jean's is like oh no no don't go after I, him i'm like he's still a yeah. super villain y'all go get you
1: know, him i mean man that's the thing is that like as i was gonna say at the end of this is like every you guys are acting like mario kart like it's just like you you have the ability i'm not saying i'm not trying to sound fascist like you don't i'm not saying you have to summarily execute sinister but like do something to take away his powers keep him in jail forever like try to reform him do something like instead of just like we're gonna let him go just so he can cause trouble like down the line that happens in comics a lot too like there are recurring villains but it's like you'll do a sinister arc and then there'll be years between the next sinister arc in the cartoon it's just comical that like sinister just showed up (laughs) like if you have you know literally the last the last episode we were dealing with sinister and they just decided to let him go because no reason
0: yeah for absolutely no reason like put some handcuffs on him like
1: yeah, like I'm not. I'm not saying you have to like take justice into your own, hand, own hands. Put them in a in a field. Put them in. Put them in that server room where you kept Sabretooth.
0: You know, <laughs> well, like, that, obviously least, that, like, they're not going to do that again.
1: <laughs> like, just try though. This you is know? something like, that uh, something.
0: I want to say. I've talked about this on the podcast before, but the TV show The Flash does this. Like, they have a whole uh, illegal prison for all of the metahumans that they keep mm. finding, locking up, which raises a bunch of questions. Like, how do those people eat and use the bathroom and stay clean and all of that stuff? But like, they just have like a a giant room and they can punch it up like it's a fucking vending machine. Like a 26 brings up, you know, shark man or whatever. Mm. And like, I feel like the X-Men should be doing that at this point. <laughs> like I'll, I'll wave away all of the basic necessities and just be like, yeah, he's, he's not planning anything against us. If he's in this jail cell that we can only, only we have access to.
1: I mean, and like the Marvel universe does that. Oh yeah. You know, just for some reason, the X-Men don't, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just, it's just like, it's like trying to bail water with a colander. You know, like they they just every every time they they scoop sinister back into the the pen, he just falls out to cause trouble and ruin another marriage. Like if I were Cyclops, I'd be pretty pissed as well.
0: Oh yeah, but I'd be pissed at Xavier. Like exactly. hey Xavier, like, fry this dude's mind,
1: make man, him into what a if child. Gra- graduation day, like is all of them with like pillowcases full of bars of soap, <laughs> and they. Just- <laughs> just like body xavier what was like, the uh and that's graduation you can't baby. handle the stay-
0: truth what did they call it uh the red letter or something that they attacked oh, yeah. that dude <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, the, the squeaky clean good night I, I don't know what they call it but the the um just like every one of them walks up says uh hey this is the thing that you did that was terrible that that ruined us and made you know caused this misery uh and for that Wham, 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 and then you know, Xavier cries. He's alone. the The camera pulls back. The credits start as he is alone in a mansion that has been wrecked by his surrogate children who no longer love him. End series. There you go. Graduation day.
0: Yeah, I'll take it. We, I I mean, just getting these people out of circulation, I think, is is, should be priority one. Like, if you want to, if you want to fix human mutant relations at its core, like, take away all of the bad mutants. (laughs) Like, that's a pretty easy. It's a pretty easy sell. And again. There's some there's some gray issues like that. Not all mutants are are very bad. Not all mutants are are, are good. Like there's there's going to be some gray issues. But I think like Mister Sinister can definitely yeah, be quality, quality you know, <laughs> objectively bad. His name is <laughs> Sinister.
1: Again, like it's it's not about like just destroying these people for for doing nothing. It's like try to reform them. Like even if you don't want, even if you're saying like, hey, you know, I do not want to just like murder these people or put them in jail forever for being shitty like make them again, try to reform them. Like it should be like, Hey, we're going to hold on to you and try to teach you or try to like restore, you know, restorative justice as opposed to what the X-Men do, which is like reactionary, nothing, you know, Mm -hmm. like, this is something, this is old comic book stuff. Like this is the premise of a lot of different comics where like superheroes start trying to be more proactive and it usually goes wrong, uh, is the moral of those comics. But here it's just like, man, watching all these episodes in short succession, like, you just gotta
0: it's 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 very bad do something a little bit better yeah yeah um and it's like um, this is kind of a, a bummer ending too like for me like there's just like again and we, i think we talked about this in the the last episode nothing changes like nothing like mm-hmm. nobody is different after this forge presumably has a new leg like that's the, as different as we get in this <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah and it and it looks functionally identical to the old leg mm-hmm Um, And functionally identical to the the war leg.
0: Yeah. Not quite as as, as cool colored. (laughs) He's got to get a paint job on that bad boy pretty soon.
1: Legs go round and round in Phalanx Covenant. I don't like – there's stuff to like go with these episodes. I didn't – I got bored with Science Squad.
0: Yeah, And And Exposition, I think, is some of the worst that we've ever seen. the
1: Exposition is very sloppy and, and, and direct. And the next two are not better. Um, the other one after that is thankfully a little bit better, I think. Um, but again, I, I, we're fear that we are past the era of go- real good episodes of the show. Mm-hmm. So it's a bummer. Um, the next two we're covering, though, are super bonkers um yeah so join us in two weeks for those they are very weird they are like an episode of he-man cross with an episode of star trek next generation and if you're thinking neither of those shows are x-men shows you're right <laughs> yeah,
2: absolutely uh, it right. Not an X- <laughs> it's
1: barely an episode <laughs> of the x-men
0: <laughs> it is um, all over the place and i can't wait to talk about it it's, it's going to be mm-hmm. very crazy uh until then what should people do to, to help support the show gary
1: well the main thing you can do is head on over to patreon.com and kick us a few bucks a month. Um, this show was a Patreon milestone goal. Uh, we have future milestone goals. We will continue to have future milestone show goals. Um, you get a bunch of cool stuff like early episodes and access to Slack and everything uh, if you do choose to support us. And we really appreciate it. Um you know, it is a big deal, even if it's a little bit of money. You do it. You do a buck a month, two bucks a month, makes a big deal. It does. It makes a big difference.
0: If you can't do that, um, spreading the word about the show, telling your X-Men friends, uh, leaving iTunes reviews or ratings really helps us. I, I actually went through the reviews um, that I have access mm-hmm. to, and all of them have been really positive. And so thank you very much for those yeah. that have done that. We really appreciate that. That's that's very nice of yeah. all.
1: It's very sweet, and it helps people learn about the shows.
0: Absolutely, because iTunes uh, sucks.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, iTunes has a weird algorithm that is just like attention it just assumes that people want to hear about things that people already know about.
0: Did you, uh, Which did you kind of make sense that but... iTunes like released or like, and now it gives you stats for your podcast, like no. directly from Apple. And it's only, Oh yeah, it's, it's neat, but it's only people that have, uh, that are listening like on iTunes version 11 or no 12 and then iOS 11 iPhone people. And I'm like, okay, so oh. like 2% of people that are listening to these shows. Thanks. iTunes. We really appreciate that. Anyway, that's,
1: that's, uh, yeah, that's silly.
0: Um, um everyone could have done that. So if you want to talk to us on Twitter, the podcast, Twitter is at D O F C cast. That stays of future cast cast um actually now that i've thought about that i think it's dofc podcast never mind because otherwise it'd be yes. like an atm machine it wouldn't, wouldn't make any sense i'm exactly i am at jg greer on twitter if you want to talk to me
1: yep i'm at gary Bud g-a-r-y-b-u-h um if you mention something from the show and i don't remember what i said don't be offended i just record a lot of podcasts so um every once in a while that'll happen so i'm like hey remember this and i'm like ah. or the, like usually there'll the, the, be no setup and it'll just be like it's actually this. And I'm like, what's actually this? I don't, I don't, <laughs> yeah, like, I don't I'm going to uh, need time. It's not time annoying. I just don't, yeah, I just, it's not annoying. I just don't know what you're referring to. So I, you know, since I record so much, but so I'm not, I know when I, when it happens, I don't respond uh, directly. It's not me being rude.
0: Well, this, this uh, show specifically, oh, because sorry. we usually record it anywhere from, you know, two to six weeks ahead of time. So by the time people mm-hmm. are, are getting into this, like, I have killed all of those brain cells with new information. So I don't remember <laughs> yep. anything. Um, thank you everybody yeah. for listening. Like we said, we'll be back in two more weeks to cover some X-Men. And until then, um, happy Warleg, everybody.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Everybody shake a war leg. <laughs> <laughs>